Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom FM Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Mark Cox Morning Show. It is Friday. We made it to Friday, February 16th. I'm Kim Sainange filling in for Mark alongside Scott Jagow, Carl Middleman, Sue Thomas helping you navigate any traffic you could run into. Mark will be back next week. He just took today off to go to Memphis. He's doing some bourbon tasting, which we know is Mark's probably favorite thing to do. And I think, Carl, didn't he say he was going to a Grizzlies game? He went last night, yeah. Oh, he did? Okay. He went to the Bucks grizzlies game. Nice. Yes. He posted a picture of um, him going to BB King's, I think, on Beale Street. His his son says... My dad doesn't even appreciate this game because he said there were two Hall of Famers going to be in the game and Mark didn't know who either of them were. But Brad did. Yeah, I I, I have to admit I would not be super excited about going to a game like that. I'm 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 not a big NBA fan. Um, not NBA, but speaking of basketball, Caitlin Clark last night. Oh my gosh. I didn't get to watch the game. We had an event for work last night. Um, but man, she made history last night, broke a new record for NCAA women's all-time scoring record. Yeah. I mean, she scored more than 3,527 points and she's done it in 126 games, which the record prior was 139 games, Kelsey Plum. She is an incredible player, Clark. She she's going to go down she as a legend. She reminds me of Steph Curry. I mean, she just she doesn't miss from three point range. She always swishes the basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just a joy to watch her play. And and being able to break that record at home, I'm sure that was set up so that she could break it in front of her own fans at Iowa last yeah, that's night. That's what Mark said. Mark said it she makes he, sense. She let up in the last game on the road. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I she get is that. getting like forty points a game, <laughs> thirty-two. Okay, she, all she needed was eight points last night, and clearly that's nothing for her. So, all right, so we have we have a lot to get to. So this morning, actually, coming up here in the next break, we're going to be talking to John Schweppe. He's a GOP strategist, talking about this Fonnie Willis case out of Georgia. There's so much to break down about that. A lot of questions. My question for him is: Could she be charged with perjury? Because I I feel pretty confident she, that she was lying. We're also following some breaking news. Uh, that the uh, Alexei Navalny, he was he was the guy who ran against Putin uh, for president in Russia. They're all reporting now that he has died in prison at the age of 47. So later on this morning, we're talking to Jim Carafano. He's our our good pal, of course, from the Heritage Foundation. So we're going to ask him about that, about this supposed nuclear weapon that they want to develop in space 
from Russia. A lot to get to this morning, but first, let's get to our uh, top stories. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Those are things that we booked with my card that yes. she paid. Yes. Yes. So those show up on your credit card? They do. And you're saying that she paid you cash to reimburse you for all of that? She did. Yeah, there he is. That is Fonnie Willis's lover, Nathan Wade, being questioned in court yesterday. He says Fonnie reimbursed him for all these trips with thousands of dollars in cash he had laying around the house. My question is, where the heck did she get that money? First and foremost, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. Kansas City Police Chief saying that there are two people in custody. Both of them are juveniles who should have never had a gun to begin with. And this morning, neither of them are charged. I'm going to have to sit here for months on a trial. I think it's ridiculous. It's unfair. A trial that legal scholars say there's no crime. It kind of sounds like Trump was in a can there. I think he was in a hallway giving some press conference there. That was him after the New York judge dismissed uh, his motion or denied his motion to dismiss that trial where it's the, involving the hush money with Stormy Daniels. We got a, a murderer running around here loose. You know, we don't know how he looked. Give us something to go on uh, to look for. Just in case you didn't know, that teen murder suspect who escaped from a St. Louis juvenile detention center about two weeks ago, still on the run this morning. And in case you were hoping to keep an eye out for him, you don't have a single idea what this guy even looks like because they won't tell you because they're saying he's a juvenile. But the authorities know what he looks like. Absolutely they do. Why are they having such a hard time catching, what, what is he, 15? Well, I think he was 16 maybe when this happened, so I, I want to say he's maybe, maybe 17, 17 now. Maybe 16. I think all they've said at this point was that he is, I think it was around 5, 6, and 130 pounds. But, I mean, think about how many people his age that would fit. I mean, what what does that really tell you? Somebody has to be protecting him. I mean, somebody has to be helping him. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I two would, weeks without being caught. Oh, a hundred percent. He's got friends or family or someone. I would say maybe he's like carjacked someone and, and stolen a car to get the heck out of town. But I feel like we would have heard about that by now. So something makes me think that he's still in St. Louis. And yeah, like he's you in said, somebody's basement. he's in somebody's house <laughs> that they've agreed to, which that is a whole nother issue in and of itself, because now they could be charged oh, for assisting this guy, you know, trying to escape from from custody. This whole story is, is so bizarre to me. Um the, the fact that he even got out in the first place is weird to me. I have a lot of questions about how that happened. But I, but I also wonder about at, at what point can we, can we talk about public safety and the concern with that? Now, if you ask lawmakers, including Mike Parson, our governor, he's saying, I, I can't, my hands are tied. I, I can't do anything. He's like, Missouri law says I can't release this information to you because he's a juvenile. That if he were to be charged as an adult, that that would be a different situation, that I could give you some information about him. But because this guy is it, that's not the case, we can't tell you basically diddly squat about this guy. Listen to clip number 12. Oops, sorry. We got a, a murderer running around here loose. You know, we don't know how he looked. Give us something to go on uh, to look for. Investigators claim their hands are tied by state law protecting juveniles. 
They're describing the teen as five foot six and 130 pounds, but say they can't share his name or picture. If I'm allowed to do it, I would do it. St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy tells us he's weighing what to do, even consulting city lawyers. But as it's written, Missouri law is clear. Minors have privacy protections. I also have to abide by some of the rules as well. And if there are exceptions to it where I weigh public safety over privacy. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that could happen anywhere. In fact, on my drive in this morning, I heard him talking about how some teenagers shot and killed a guy who was like in his 60s on the bus and then just took off and they're not releasing any information about them because guess what? They're protected under state law because they're juveniles. I believe that minors should have privacy protection, except when you murder someone, then that goes away. Okay, I, I agree get, with that, actually. If you're suspected of murder, you don't get that protection. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you shouldn't be in a juvenile detention facility if you're 16 or 17 and you're charged with murder. I agree. And I, this guy in St. Louis is charged with second degree murder. I don't I don't care what degree it is. It does not matter. You are accused of shooting and killing someone. I know you're innocent till proven guilty. You need to be charged as an adult. And and that's that is very concerning for people across the country who are dealing with this rash of crime specifically involving juveniles. We need information to to feel protected. I mean, we could be passing this guy on the street and have not a clue that we're walking right by some guy who's accused of murdering another teen. There's a lot of problems with this. All right, coming up after the break, I was telling you we're talking to John Schweppe. He's that GOP strategist. We're going to break down this Fonnie Willis court hearing yesterday. Let me just tell you, if you didn't see it, it was fiery. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's important. You said, where did the money come from? And I need to tell you where the money came from. And so for many, many years, I have kept money in my house. That money in my worst days has probably only been $500 or $1,000. At my best days, I've probably had $15,000 in my house at cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid Mr. Wade, the cash, in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. That was Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis on the witness stand yesterday on this case on whether she should be dismissed from this this case against Trump because of her improper relationship with Nathan Wade, that special prosecutor that she hired to head up this investigation against Trump. A lot of questions that got really fiery this morning. And this morning, we wanted to invite John Schweppe on. He's a GOP strategist and the director of policy and government affairs for the American Principles Project to kind of give us some more insight on this. Because, John, I, I take it that you watched this hearing yesterday and it, it got kind of awkward at points. 
I, I will just tell you and tell your listeners, you know, if you ever get in trouble and you're in court, uh, the number one thing you need to do is shut up. <laughs> and, and that is not what she did. She took the opposite tack here. And, and basically what, you know, happened is that she's admitted to all sorts of illegal things, um, even, you know, misusing campaign funds, all yeah. sorts of stuff. And, and, and at this point, you know, it's really hard to say that she, you know, can be the person that takes this forward. I mean, you even have, you know, liberals on MSNBC kind of saying, oh, yeah, this is, you know, the goose is cooked here. So, um, but it was, it was pretty stunning yesterday. And, and frankly, you know, um, I, I just think about this all the time, you know, sometimes, especially conservatives, feel like these guys are, are you know, so unbeatable. And, and you get surprised a little bit by the fact that they can be a little bit stupid, too. Yeah. And uh, and that's what we're up against here. I mean, so is the timeline of the relationship between Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade? I know she's saying, oh, you know, we started getting romantic in 2022. It was after um, I hired him. It wasn't like I hired him because we were intimate. Um, is the timeline of their relationship probably the most important thing here? Oh, absolutely. The timeline, the payments, um, you know, the timeline, it sounds like it was as early as 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all sorts of inconsistencies here. And, and, you know, it looks like she lied under oath. So, you know, given all of that, I I think you're starting to look at a situation where she just can't be the person going forward. And obviously that puts, you know, uh, the prosecution against Trump in, in real jeopardy. I mean, yeah, because at this point, if they can catch that she lied under oath, that would be perjury. So she could be charged with perjury at this point. No, that's right. I mean, she has this is, again, what I'm saying about, you know, shutting up when when you're when you're being examined like this. Uh, Yeah, she's put herself in all sorts of vulnerabilities where we're not just talking about her potentially, you know, having to step down uh, from her position. But, yeah, where she could actually you know, serve jail time. Uh, Pretty crazy. And again, you just don't see this very often. Um, You're not supposed to use the witness stand as your kind of personal soapbox to to vent about everything that's bothering you. You know, you you are on the stand because you're being asked some very, you know, careful questions and, and you do not want to mess that up. And she certainly did. I mean, she was even telling the attorney at one point, don't get cute with me, kind of rolling her eyes, accusing them of lying over and over. It, it was really it was almost uncomfortable to watch. I, I want to play this clip for you. This is Nathan Wade when he was getting questioned about all this money that he was reimbursed with. Carl, if you can play clip number four for me. The charges for Belize in March 2023 on that credit card, those are things you purchased to go with Miss with Miss Willis to Belize. Those are, those are things that we booked with my card that yes. she paid. Yes. Yes. So those show up on your credit card? They do. And you're saying that she paid you cash to reimburse you for all of that? She did. And she paid you cash for both of your portions or just hers? Both. I mean, where where did she get all of this cash? She was saying that at some point she was she had like fifteen thousand dollars in cash just stashed at her house. Yeah, I mean, look, it's like she's operating like a drug dealer. I mean, nobody <laughs> nobody holds on to that much cash. Yeah. Um, but but I think that kind of shows intent here, right? That she understood, you know, I have to keep this stuff off the books. And you know, with her campaign funds, she was talking about how much cash she has at her house. Like it was a personal slush fund, and that's not how our laws work. So, um, you know, again, I, I think at the very least, you know, she's inviting a lot of questions. 
And, uh, you know, if, if, if the court wants to go after her later, you know, I think there's, there's quite a bit to, to go after. Because my assumption would be that some of that, w- the money that she had been paying him would have been from taxpayer dollars. But then you were talking earlier um, that she kind of even admitted that, yeah, when I, when I had taken out a bunch of money from my first campaign, I, I, I kept some of the cash. So wouldn't that then qualify for a, some sort of like a, a campaign finance crime? Yeah, that's illegal. <laughs> you can't do no, that. <laughs> there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Anyone who's run a campaign knows that. Uh, you, you don't get to just, like, kind of have, you know, $25,000 laying around the house that you can spend on clothes or whatever. I mean, you got to itemize all this stuff. It, it's it's just it's spectacularly stupid. And, and, you know, that's where Trump's at. And, you know, Trump is, is laughing this morning yeah. because – uh, this thing's blowing up uh, in the Democrats' faces. Let's, let's say she's dismissed from this case, which to me, that's the only option. Like, there's just no way. Even though she's taken the stand today, I think she's cooked. What happens next with this case? So from what I understand, it's all about the timeline. So, you know, if, if she's taken out of this case, you know, obviously the whole thing resets. Um, but then you're looking at everything kind of happening after the November election. And I think the Democrats are really looking at this as their um, silver bullet to take out Trump. Um, and I just don't think it's going to really happen now um, because of all of this corruption here. Yeah, I mean, so, so the case could move forward, but it, but it sounds like it, it could very much start falling apart if she's not heading it up with Nathan Wade. Yeah, and, and then also, you know, the case, there's extreme prejudice here. And I think that, you know, showing the type of person she is, the, the Trump defense will have a heyday, regardless of who it is. And, you know, you may end up seeing where she's replaced and the next prosecutor doesn't really want to do this. Um, So, again, I don't want to speculate too much. There's a lot that we don't know yet. But at the very least right now, this is a temporary victory. And with Trump having like a five or six point lead in the polls, you know, it's really just about the clock, right? And, And, you know, trying to get to November. And I think this improves those chances greatly. Yeah. John, do you have your popcorn picked out so you can get it popping for uh, today's hearing? I don't know if anything could top what we saw yesterday, <laughs> but yes, absolutely looking forward to it. Oh, my gosh. If, if today is anything like what we saw go down in court yesterday, we are going to be in for some golden sound bites coming out of Fonnie Willis. So John Schweppe, GOP strategist, director of policy and government affairs for the American Principles Project. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, John. All right. Coming up after the break, we're talking to Nicole Murray, getting a check of business for you. I am Kim Sainange in for Mark Cox. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
I'm Kim St. Anjin for Mark Cox this morning. He'll be back next week. We know that the homelessness issue is clearly a problem everywhere, including here in St. Louis. But now a private school in Los Angeles that was serving the city's black and Latino youth has had to close because of public safety concerns that are stemming from this homeless crisis. So we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But first, let's get a check of business with Nicole. Nicole Murray, how you doing this morning? Good morning. It is Friday. I've never needed the end of the week more. We always love a good Friday. I'm usually a little bit chipper in the morning. It's a little bit easier to get up to that early alarm. Yeah, there's like an adrenaline in the air on Friday. I agree. Just the so. jolt we needed. How's it looking out there? <laughs> All right. So um, futures are mixed ahead of fresh U.S. inflation data later today. Thursday, the Dow Industrials gained 348, the Nasdaq up 47, and the S&P 500 up 29. The national average gas price sits at 328 per gallon. This is up 12 cents from a week ago, a shutdown at a large refinery in Indiana that normally processes over 400,000 barrels barrels of crude oil per day has impacted prices. The average is still 14 cents lower than a year ago. Toast says it will lay off 10% of its workforce, equating to 550 employees. The restaurant management software manufacturer also posted fourth quarter earnings that surpassed Wall Street's expectations. Revenue came in at just over $1 billion, a 35% year-over-year increase for the final three months. The pandemic resulted in many restaurants using their tools for mobile ordering and payments. However, demand has cooled since then, down from 37% in the third quarter and 45 in the second. Ford Motor CEO Jim Farley told Wall Street to forget about Tesla because Ford's pro driver assistant will be the future of the auto industry. Farley said the fleet has a half a million subscribers with a 50% gross margin. Ford Pro is made up of the automaker's traditional fleet and commercial businesses, as well as emerging telematics, logistics, and other connective operations for businesses and customers. OpenAI has announced it has expanded beyond text and images to offer video generation artificial intelligence for the very first time. The new model, called Sora, allows a user to type out a desired scene and turns it into a high-definition video. Sora can also generate video clips inspired by still images, extend existing videos, or fill in missing frames. AI-generated videos create another hurdle for platforms concerned about misinformation as the number of AI-generated generated deepfakes created has increased by 900% year over year. Nike has announced it will reduce its workforce by 2% or more than 1,600 positions to cut costs. Nike chief executive John Donahoe said the company will focus investments in categories like running, women's apparel, and the Jordan brand. The cuts are not expected to affect employees in stores and distribution centers or those in its innovation team. The job cuts are expected to start Friday, and a second phase will be complete by the end of the quarter. Chinese automaker BYD is currently scouting locations in Mexico to build a factory at its, as its global expansion continues. The new location would allow the electric vehicle maker to easily send cars to the U.S. without hefty import tariffs that would be applied if they were sent directly from China. This plan is in the early stages. A BYD spokesperson said there is no new imminent announcements regarding new markets. 
Target is gearing up to launch its cheapest brand to date. It's called Dealworthy, and it will encompass products in a variety of categories, including apparel, accessories, beauty, electronics, and household items. Most of the items will cost under $10. Some will be as cheap as $1. New product additions will continue to be rolled out in 2024 and 2025. You will see items hit shelves and online over this next month. Starbucks has opened a new cafe designed to be more accessible and inclusive for customers and employees with disabilities. The redesign includes fresh light fixtures, dimmed lighting, power-operated doors, kiosks with screen magnification and photos of menu items, lower counters, and open floor plans. The coffee chain, o the coffee chain opened its first inclusive store in Washington, D.C. today. All future Starbucks locations will follow a similar framework. Starbucks plans to open more than 600 new stores this year. Jeff Bezos has sold another $2 billion in Amazon shares for the third time this month. Regulatory filings show the Amazon founder's total sales this month has now reached over $6 billion. Bezos sold two previous batches of 12 million shares on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. The sales this month mark the first time Bezos has sold Amazon stock since May of 2021, the year he stepped down as Amazon CEO. Roku reported a bigger fourth quarter loss than expected, sending the streaming platform shares down 15% in extended trading. Roku has grappled with intense competition from other streaming services and bundles, along with lower customer spending. A man in England called police just before noon on Monday to report a motorist was driving drunk himself. Officers arrived to a 52-year-old man in his van on the side of the road. A breath test revealed he was three times over the legal limit, and he was therefore arrested. Oh, my. You know you're really <laughs> drunk when dot, dot, dot. Like, come on. And telling on himself. That's the part I'm not really understanding. Like, did he have a guilty conscience? Was he like, oh, I messed up, so now I have to. I, I'm, I mean... Can't live with himself unless he calls 911 on himself. Well, at least he did call the police on himself and he got himself off the road and in prison where he probably belongs for a little bit. It's just like when it, like my head is just shaking. Like, what else do you say? Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Imagine telling that stories at like holidays and having to be like, hey, kids, what I did. here's what I did. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, hey, thanks, Nicole. Hope you have a great weekend. You as well. Thank you. All right. See ya. So I was talking about this story before we got to Nicole about homelessness. Like I was passing by where they've kind of set up the, the tents here in St. Louis and, and there's only like one tent left, but it's it's trash. I mean, like there's just trash everywhere. It, it, it's a bad look. Like if people come to town, that's what they're going to see. And clearly it's an issue everywhere. And there's this private school in Los Angeles that serves uh, the city's black and Latino youth there. And for whatever reason, they were set up in a, a hotel which seems weird, but there's actually a school in our building. So it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, but this private school in L.A. was housed in a hotel. And the founder of that, the Academy of Media Arts, the founder of that school ended up closing its the, the doors to the school because of public safety concerns with the homeless crisis. He was saying that the city was housing 400 or so homeless people there who were suffering from drug addiction and, and mental illness and that they were finding crack pipes and, and other kinds of drugs on the property, human feces. There were intruders and, and all these young kids are exposed to that. And now there's a lawsuit involved because of this. Um, and it, I mean, how ridiculous is it that you have to now close a school? These kids aren't I don't know where they're going to send them. 
because of the homeless issue, because the city can't get its act together and figure out a solution. Yeah, I was surprised locally. There were some numbers that came out recently about St. Louis and children who are homeless, quote unquote. I mean, it's not that they necessarily live on the street, Mm -hmm. but they go from house to house every night. I mean, there's so many children that are actually homeless. Yeah. According to the statistics. And it's obviously very sad, but I feel like a lot of these cities are trying to come up with these temporary solutions. It's a Band-Aid. You're not fixing the issue when you just say, here's all this money that that I'm going to give you temporarily to help you get out of homelessness. You're, what are you doing? I mean, what what's the long term plan here? That's not going to fix it. There's a couple states now that are that are having this new program where it's like a one point five billion dollar Medicaid pilot program where they're going to start paying off people's rent who are suffering, who are dealing with homelessness. Yeah. I mean, here in St. Louis, they've moved them around yeah. from place to place. You Kicked know, them when, off when city the hall Democratic property. National Convention people come to town, they're not at the city hall anymore. They're down the street because they don't want anybody to see the homeless problem here. Uh, yeah, because they were going to the bathroom on City Hall, the, and the lawn, and they, and doing they didn't like it. about it until, until the DNC folks were coming to town. And that tells you everything you need exactly. to know about how much they actually care about the issue. They don't. They don't. They care about what it, it's, it's the appearance of it. That's what they care about. They don't actually yep. care about the people. Don't get out of here with this unhoused Bill of Rights. All of that is just such garbage. All right, I'm Kim St. Ange in for Mark Cox. We are back with In Other News with Ethan Bright. What's happening? Go, you know the you know the thing. What the hell is going on? In other news. Legendary rock star Rod Stewart is among the list of people who are selling their back catalogs. He just sold his to Irving Azoff's iconic artist for nearly $100 million in a deal that sees interests in his publishing catalog and recorded music as well as some name and likeness rights. Kim, did you know that song that we were just playing? Oh, d- d- something. Oh. Isn't that Do You Think <laughs> no, no, I'm no, Sexy? I'm sorry. Yeah, don't eh? you think I'm sexy? Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. I Thank had you. that on a 45 vinyl, <laughs> 1978. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, respect. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan said, hey, Carl, I'm going to play Rod Stewart. So play anything except... That song. Do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> and Why? then I just don't. Yeah, I don't like that song. But I was like, all the all the great iconic songs Rod Stewart has. You're gonna play that one. I just knew it. And I and then before we went on the air, I played the whole five and a half minutes for him. So it's, it's a five and a half minute long song. It's a oh, disco yeah. banger. A banger. That dude had some moves, mm-hmm. Rod yeah. Stewart. Uh, he was kind of old when I was that young too, and I was always like, "Ew!" I just it did not do it. I give me guy. that's right. Give me something a little younger. And his that. wives kept getting younger and younger. And yeah, younger. how many well, of wives course. has he gone through? Uh, at least oh, three. Yeah. Three that I could think of. I guess that is Hollywood. He's British. He owns a soccer team. Yeah, he's he part of that. And when he would come to St. Louis on concerts, he would he's famously known for kicking soccer balls into the crowd, and then. He hit somebody in the face, and he had to stop doing that. I heard he was a really good soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his deal with Iconic follows the company's acquisitions of catalogs of the Beach Boys, Cher, Dean Martin, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Nat King Cole, Linda Rodstadt, and Joe Cocker. So apparently Iconic artists are just loading up on all these people's back catalogs so they can sell them and get all the music rights. Hear them mm. in commercials. Yeah. And movies. And apparently Rod Stewart is putting out his 32nd studio album later this year. It's a big band salute called Swing Fever. This will be his, like, fourth of these. So, Kim, he did a whole series of American songbook albums. 
Which he was really good at, actually. Mm-hmm. Some of them were really good. I believe last time he was here, he did half American Songbook and then half of his hits. Hmm. Um, the first episode of Jon Stewart's return to The Daily Show has people going nuts on Twitter. I mean, that's what they do. Um, he did a segment called Indecision 2024 that expressed concerns about 81-year-old President Joe Biden's age. Stewart played footage of both candidates and commented on both of them. For Biden, Stewart poked fun at the president's recent debut on TikTok and a clip of him addressing reporters at the White House press conference on February 8th. And now they're all mad at him because you can't do that. Oh, you know? my gosh. Well, they think he's... <laughs> Isn't that his job? To it's do that? exactly his job. left-leaning. He is. He is. Well, because, no, he came to prominence under the Bush years, and Bush was president, so he's making fun of Bush. So, so they all think that mm. he's... But no one him. can talk about how Biden can't even get a sentence out? But he was doing that, and so the mm. left is mad. Of, of course oh, they are. Yeah. Cancel him! Uh, this story's for you, Kim. A man was sentenced after he tried to smuggle three Burmese pythons in his pants <laughs> while crossing the border. <laughs> in from, his pants, yeah. Why? In his pants. What? Uh, Where Calvin, else are you going to put him? <laughs> well, if, that, if that snake bites him... Scarf. <laughs> His name was Calvin good, Batista. Good idea, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Scarf. Uh-huh. He's a 38-year-old uh, man from Richmond Hill, New York. He was sentenced this week to one year of probation and a fine of $5,000. Were these like baby Burmese Thank pythons? you. Yes. Thank you, But, but how Scott. big is a baby no python? Those still have to be huge. Yeah, but they can't be full size. Exactly. Yeah. No you could get three of them. Thank <laughs> you. That one, yes. Oh, uh, the joke's running through my head right now. Okay, it says a newly born python is 10 to 17 inches in length. Scarf. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that's like mm. at least three feet of snake. <laughs> Times three. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that this sentence. This is just off the rails. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, officials in Central Oregon this week reported a case of the bubonic plague as a resident who likely got the disease from a sick cat. The infected resident and the resident's close contacts have all been provided medication Public health officials say, and people in the community are not believed to be at risk. The cat was also treated but did not survive. And they say the plague isn't common, but it's also not unheard of in the western United States, where a handful of ca- uh, cases occur every year. They always have to come up with something to scare everybody. Yeah. Like, if it's not COVID, it's some some other random plague. I know bubonic plague is not random, but it's like they have to, seriously, they always have to have something to scare the crap out of everybody. It's yep. true. It, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, fencing, a combat sport dating back hundreds of years, is growing in popularity with young people across the country. Coaches point to the mental aspect of the sport as a draw for young people. Um, it looks like it, it's back. I mean, my kid is 11 year old, and she's got three kids in her class that fence. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's an Olympic awesome. sport, so why I not? Love fencing. I, it. It's awesome, but I've never. You, you wouldn't think of kids doing it like that. It's you know? actually really good for your cardio. It's it's hard. Oh, yeah. I can oh, see yeah, that. Sure. Very a lot of skill too. Yeah. So, all right, thanks, Ethan. We're yep. back here in the next hour with Jim Carafano from the Heritage Foundation. I'm Kim Sainanj in for Mark Cox. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 